talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode 10, first encounters of the close kind. I really wish that there were aliens in this. <laughs> I know. But there wasn't. There wasn't even a movie about aliens. I mean, come on. Well, there were aliens in the form of new characters, I guess you could say that. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, three characters that are going to be on this show for the next couple of episodes. So I thought that was interesting. So now we have Joey, Dawson, and Jack intertwined with these three people that they met in Boston. So it's kind of cool. This is the part of season three that I kind of remember more than most because they, these new characters are brought on for the purpose of the story and our other three characters. And, um, you know, we just get to see where they, where they go with them. Um, And they're all really good characters and they're all really good actors. So I was super, super excited when I realized that Kendra from Buffy the Vampire Slayer was in this. Mm-hmm. One of our very own Slayers. She didn't live very long. She I was know. Slayer for not even a full year, I think. But um, Like two episodes, I think, right? Yeah. Well, so Buffy died the first time and then Kendra uh, got... Called, right? Right. I, there's a word for it and I just can't... Whatever. She got No, I can't remember either. Yeah, you're right. There's a word. <laughs> um And that was all fine and dandy. So then, you know, because she came to Sunnydale, realized Buffy was still alive. So she didn't need to stay in Sunnydale. So she went back home. And then she had to come back because the Hellmouth was opening, right? Or some crazy shit was happening. And then they were in the high school. And then Kendra dies. And that's when Faith gets, you know, called. (laughs) But did you also recognize Ethan, who Ethan was from Buffy? It was Ethan, the guy. Jack, uh, the guy was on the on the train with Jack. Yeah, but he looks familiar, but I couldn't remember. I couldn't played, remember what from Buffy. He played Parker, Buffy's like short-lived boyfriend from season four. Oh, the guy that I didn't like at all. The college years. Yes. Yeah, I blocked like, him out of my memory. <laughs> he like fucked her and dumped her, remember? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we have, we have two Buffy cameos in this episode. Exactly. I was looking too through the cast list to see if any other guest stars were on Buffy but um the actor who plays AJ is named Robin Dunn he was on uh he just did a couple of like movies that were sort of Dawson's Creek related but but did you like this episode Jamie yeah I did um mostly because it's a necessary step to get me to where I want them to be which is Casey (laughs) and Joey together um so I'm very very excited (laughs) Yeah, I like this episode, too. I thought it was a nice break. We, we don't have Jen or Pacey in this. And um, I actually really like the storyline with Andy as well, with uh, Fran Boyd, a.k.a. Yeah. Marla Gibbs. <laughs> Me, too. I thought that was really cool. And I, I really liked how nice that woman was. Yeah. Yeah. The secretary or whatever. She was so nice. You know what I mean? She wasn't like, you know, get out of here, kid. You got to wait until March or whenever her appointment was, you know, they actually like went and had I know. coffee together and she listened to our whole life story like that. That lady was beyond front desk material. She's like guidance counselor material. I feel like she was great. 
I think it's always so sweet when you find somebody like that, that you just, you know, happen to befriend. Um, so I remember when I worked in Pathmark, there was this older guy that used to come in and we, we bonded over tennis and he would come in and we would talk and just like joke around and, you know, he became like very friendly. And then I stopped seeing him and I was like, oh, I wonder what happened to, to him. I, I feel terrible right now because I can't remember his name, but his daughter came in and was like, you sound like me. You can't remember his name. I can't Sorry, remember his Brian. name right now. Yeah. <laughs> we suck. I feel like such an asshole, but um, his daughter came in and, and like came up to me and, and she said, I just wanted to let you know, my father talked about you a lot. Like he really liked coming in and talking to you, but I said, how is he? I haven't seen him in a while. And she goes, well, he, he passed away. And I said, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I would have went to the funeral. Yeah. And, um, I saw his obituary and everything, but um, it's just like one of those situations where you just make a bond with somebody who's older than you and they sort of like give you some like really good advice, you know? So I related to that. I like that. But we're not going to dwell on all this nonsense because we have limited time and it's Friday and we're recording and we were supposed to do it on Wednesday. But unfortunately, my friend here... (laughs) got sick and uh we just took our very first covid test together well jamie not mine (laughs) and (laughs) jamie has covid (laughs) i have tested positive no uh you get the reward of being sick (laughs) yay i can't breathe which is not fun because if i can't breathe that means can't breathe can't talk that's what my sister always used to say when we would fight I'd be like, I can't breathe, can't breathe, can't talk. <laughs> I just can't sleep. I would like to sleep, you know, without having to have 50,000 pillows under my head to keep me elevated, no matter how many decongestions I take, you know. But the good news is it's coming out. I've been blowing incessantly. Um, I'm probably, this is probably like my my fourth day in or something at this point. So all the, the rough stuff, for me at least, has passed. Uh, now it's just getting it all out basically. So if you hear me coughing or sneezing because I have uncontrollable random sneezes right now or blowing my nose, I apologize in advance. You're just going to have to deal with it. Um, But aside from getting sick, I had a fantastic weekend. I went kayaking all day Saturday. It was gorgeous. Um, But little be known to me, I was surrounded by people who were positive and didn't know they were positive until after I was with them. Uh, Because they started showing signs literally like the next day and I didn't for like at least another two days. So uh, thankfully I was told I haven't gone anywhere. I got sick, but then I was like too sick to even want to read the instructions on how to take this test. So I just, (laughs) I I waited until today (laughs) with you, Stephen. I waited until today with you to read the really (laughs) daunting pamphlet they give you even though it's like three steps <laughs> i know it's so complicated but it's really it's not. really detailed like it's almost overwhelming i'm really glad that i didn't try to do this two days ago um or three days ago when i was really sick because i probably would have threw something against the wall <laughs> <laughs> so, could have bashed your head against the wall <laughs> i'm like god damn it these fucking instructions <laughs> I don't want to read this, you know, because the migraine, I think, was the worst. The headache for me, I had this terrible headache. Um, 
it was painful. I was literally walking around with all the blinds down and with my eyes closed. Thankfully, I'm really familiar with the layout of my house. I don't really need to see to navigate. <laughs> um, but that's what was happening. But, you know, two Advil and an ibuprofen and a really good nap later. And the, thankfully, the headache was gone. And then I was just dealing with everything else. Well, you look good. I mean, oh, you do look thanks. good. I had enough energy yesterday that I took a shower. It was fantastic. I put on a face mask. So now my my skin's all glowy and I feel better. So I just have to keep, you know, blowing it all out of my system. And then I'll be right as rain. And hopefully I'll get another test to come in soon so I can keep checking to make sure that I'm, you know, no longer contagious or or whatever. So I guess the good thing is the positive other than your COVID test is that um, you don't have like, a really bad case of it yeah to me you really do sound like you have just a really bad cold but like obviously i'm not in your body so i can't feel what you're yeah feeling, but no it's what it feels like i don't normally get sick yeah you know what i mean i'm not one to get sick. Even one. <laughs> i know right i mean as far as like colds i've never had like a flu or anything as far as i know um you've never had a flu i've never had the flu no i don't oh get sick God. very easily so I'm very thankful that now that this has come, that I have an idea, you know, yeah. um, of, at least for me, what to expect. But it affects everybody different, just like flus and colds right. and, and sinus infections and, and, you know, whatever. Um, but that's, yeah, I think Tuesday was just rough. Tuesday was rough. But once I got past Tuesday, it's just dealing with this congestion and my nose is really sore. Needless to say, going forward, I will be buying tissues with aloe in it. <laughs> and if it's got like that menthol stuff where you you know you breathe it in and you're like it kind of my helps, favorite you know? oh my god yeah. I love it when my mom bought those when I was a kid I always buy those kinds of tissues I love them yeah uh, I'm gonna start doing that I used to buy them and then uh was it last year I bought like a, a variety like not a variety pack but like a family pack of like these tissues just to have them yeah you know because I, I like to have tissues and they're just normal freaking tissues I don't think that they had the like fancy ones but next time i will purposely just make sure to get them because ouch i've been using um like chapstick like medicated chapstick on my nose <laughs> to like you should get vicks because it gets chapped uh now why am i gonna buy something when i have perfectly good like <laughs> you know essential oil lip balm this stuff is fantastic by the way it tingles but it feels so good i love it i'll just use chapstick it's the same stuff it's like you're vaseline funny. or anything else no you're right I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we that we did that together. I kept saying to you, Jamie, did you take a COVID test? Because you might have COVID, and I didn't want to keep bothering you about it because I knew that you were sick. And I just didn't you... feel good enough to like stick yeah. a Q-tip up all the way up my nose, you know, and touch my brain a little bit. So and you're right. <laughs> the instructions are daunting when you pull them out because I wasn't feeling well a couple of weeks ago and I kept thinking maybe I possibly had it and I pulled out the instructions and I looked at it and I literally put it back and I probably should have taken it, but I ended up feeling fine. I think I was just overthinking it. Well, I know right now, too, there's a lot of head colds going around and then with the season change and the pollen and spring and allergies and, you know, all that kind of stuff that's happening, too. So it very well could have just been something really simple. Um, But now I know how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We learned together. Yeah. But once I realized how many people 
tested positive that were around me yeah. over the weekend. I'm like, this is this has got to be what it is because I don't know yeah, what yeah, else like it could have possibly your been. Your odds are uh, pretty high. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty high. One person, eh, yeah, you know, but you know, or. three. <laughs> Or you're like, God damn, where have you people been? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're still able to do this. And me too. I'm sorry know. we couldn't do it on Wednesday, but no, happy Friday. Like I, I, you know, I want to make sure you're feeling better. <laughs> I don't want you to like. I don't want you to feel forced doing anything either. I just appreciate want you. To, I appreciate you. <laughs> um. But yeah, well, today I took off because I had a dentist appointment. And you know, at Creek Talk Podcast, we love the dentist. And um, I did that this morning. I was so nervous, Jamie. I was even texting you. I was like, I'm so nervous to go to the fucking dentist today. And I'm never nervous to go. I don't know what my problem was. But um, everything came out okay. So I went to the Goodwill and um, I found a Dawson's Creek book. And I went to go check out. And the woman behind the counter looked at it and she goes, I named my son after this show. And I said, you did? I was like, that's so funny. And I go, do you, do you like the show? And she goes, well, my daughters really liked it when my son was born. Um, that's why I named him Dawson. And I said, oh, well, me and my friend have a Dawson's Creek podcast. And she goes, oh, really? That's That sounds fun. She seems so not interested in listening to it. Uh, but I thought, I thought it was such a cute story that she told me that she named her son Dawson after the show. And um, she said it was so funny. It took her son such a long time to actually like his name because... She said he he would call himself Vince for like the longest time. And then when he got into like eighth grade or something, she went to like a student teacher. What is it called? Like a conference. conference. And mm-hmm. she was like, my son's my son is Dawson. And she goes, which one? And she was like, there's another Dawson. <laughs> well, no wonder why they don't like he doesn't like his name. It's not because of where it came from. It's because it's common. Well, I guess it started to become common because at the time he was born the show yeah the show was so popular but i was like thank you for sharing that with me that was such a a funny story and she was so sweet but yeah i thought that was so funny but i don't know i i really i would name my son pacey not dawson but i mean we know this (laughs) that's true that's true Mm -hmm. um other than that um i have my nephew's graduation this weekend i haven't really um I just wanted to get everything done today so I can just have off tomorrow. I have to make my mom's macaroni salad for the party. So I have all that to do and then have the party on Sunday. So, you know, it's, oh, it's going to be like a chill. Graduation. Yeah. My sister, my youngest sister graduated from high school actually too. And that's because I'm sick and now I can't go. <laughs> if they're having a barbecue or something. <laughs> Sorry, Linda. Love you. <laughs> I love that you're just really sorry. Now. <laughs> I forgot. Graduation was in the guy. Listen, I have to be feeling okay. My brain has been a little stuffed up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm starting to get um, irritated because we're having so many tech issues. So I have nothing else to contribute mm-hmm. to our catch up. So I think we should just move on to the episode. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, Follow me. All right. Are you enjoying your animal crackers? <laughs> is it loud? Can you hear it? Is yeah, it really loud? It's really loud. <laughs> Not you chewing. Whenever you 
whenever you go into the bin to get it, <laughs> it sounds like oh. it sounds like an earthquake or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bin. It's a teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> And now I want fucking animal crackers. <laughs> I'm almost out. I need more. I can and literally, I like I can literally taste it. <laughs> so good. I love animal crackers. I will try to reach into the teddy bear head quietly. It's okay? fine. You know what? This is just going to be one of those episodes. You know, <laughs> we've already had a shit show getting into it and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just it's happy that we're days. doing this. TGIF. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into this episode, Jamie, shall we? Plus, this is Jamie's COVID episode. All right. We are recapping season three, episode 10, first encounters of the close kind. Aired December 15th. Sorry. I was going to say, do they ever give an explanation on why they chose that title? No. I don't understand the title. It's a play off of close encounters of the first kind. Yeah. It's about aliens. Well, this episode has nothing though. to do with aliens. Okay, well, close yeah. encounters first of kind. the first kind. I don't know. Close encounters with. Do you think it's because Joey spent the night with a guy in the dorm room? The first kind, a human being. What's the second no, I... kind? Can we talk about this? <laughs> How much time? Do you have? Gonna... No, I think I think it has to do with. I think it has to do with close encounters of the first kind. It has to do with their first encounters with these new people that are like coming into their lives and you know yeah i guess so i don't know that's what makes sense to me all right so it aired december 15th 1999 directed by gregory prang and written by leslie ray so we open in dawson's bedroom and we see a clip of grams playing on the tv from dawson's movie witch island And we see Joey come in through the window like old times. And she calls him out for watching his movie too many times. And he says that he has to be prepared because there's going to be a QA and a session after the screening. And we have no idea what's going on. Like, we have no idea what's happening, though. So uh, Joey says, oh, House Sundance. And he's like, let's not blow this out of proportion. So then Joey calls him out for being nervous. And he's like, of course I am. It's one thing to be a big fish in a small pond that is capeside. And Joey says, but entirely another to swim in the talent pool with hundreds of your ecocentric competitors. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's like, I guess that's what I would come up with, too. But he agrees with her. <laughs> sure. I totally would have came up with, you know, that, that phrasing. Exactly. Just like that. I know. The way she exactly said how it, too, came out of my mouth. The way she said it, too, she was like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's another to be with your egocentric competitor. <laughs> like, of course, Joey would say that. Um, you know what she reads for fun? The dictionary. The dictionary, yeah. So Joey's like, Dawson, the movie's really good, even though I'm biased because I'm one of the stars. And she tells him that it's one step closer for him to realize his dream. So then Joey tells us that she has to spend an entire weekend with a complete stranger. And we find out that she signed up for a college tour at, well, she doesn't tell us where it's at, but we find out later it's at Boston University. Yeah, I missed I miss the name of the college. <laughs> I just assumed it was Boston University. So then Dawson asks her if she's nervous and she says, uh, yeah. But in a good way. 
<laughs> and she says that she knows she's just visiting, but this trip gives her hope that maybe one day she'll make it out of Cape Side. So now we're getting like the, oh, poor Joey. She might be a waitress her whole life or whatever weird occupation she thinks of that's like degrading and below her. <laughs> like, I don't know. Every episode, it's about Joey having like the worst occupation, even though she's the fucking smartest person in Cape Side. I she mean, could be. she's schools, hard on herself. Schools would be throwing scholarships at her <laughs> to like make sure that she like came to their university. So then Dawson says that it never once crossed his mind that she wouldn't make it out of here. And she's like, well, that's easy for you to say. And Dawson's like, go with your original impulse to look at this weekend as an adventure. It's also our first foray into the real world. And he tells her that this weekend could be a glimpse into the rest of their lives. Or it could be the weekend when all of our hopes and dreams just come crashing down around us, forcing us to withdraw from mainstream society and spend the rest of our days as these cynical and bittered shadows of our former selves. And then she looks up at Dawson and she smiles and she says, it's just a thought. And then we get the opening credits. All right, so now we're at Boston University and we see Joey, Dawson, Andy, and Jack. They're walking on campus. And Dawson says that he feels like Richard Dreyfus from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Well, I guess there's where the title came from. Yeah. Uh, he says mm-hmm. the part where he boards the mothership and mingles with the aliens. I kind of want to see this movie because I've never seen it. It's and been Joey's- a really long time since I've seen it. I don't really remember it, so. I remember seeing bits and pieces of it because... Um, I can see like the part where they're the ship is all around. It's playing music and lights. That's yeah. the only part I can remember. That's literally yeah. the only part I can remember. I feel like that's the only part anybody can remember of this movie. I know. I'll have to see the it musical from the part of the light. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me of like Simon says. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. So, like, the Simon. <laughs> Wait, are we thinking yeah. of the same movie? I think so. Yeah. And, I'd like, Google the- it, but you know. And the. <laughs> And the aliens are literally on the, sh- like, walking off the ship, right? Oh. The uh, part that I'm remembering is floating. Is that the right movie? Now I'm confused. I think it is. It's not even important. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one. It's the big spaceship that plays the music, right? Yeah. I, that, I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It plays, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of the right movie. It's a giant spaceship. There's people standing there. And it is hovering. And it's a huge... Do, 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 do. I don't know. There's all these weird lights and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, it's not important. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, it's trying to communicate. So then Dawson says that he feels like it's the part where he boards the mothership and mingles with the aliens, which is the part that I think we keep looking at. And Joey says, yeah. newsflash, we are the aliens. So then Jack asks Andy what she's thinking. And Andy gives us the entire origin story of Boston University. She says that she applied for the catalog when she was little and that she's class of 2005, baby. She's like, I'm going to ace this interview. And Joey says that she needs to go meet her roommate named AJ Moeller. His name makes me laugh the way you said it because I instantly thought of Fox Mulder, which is really funny because also aliens (laughs) for the most part. I mean, they got other stuff going on in there, paranormal, but. Fox Mulder. I know, not Mulder, but the way you said it, I heard Mulder in my head. Because you were already... Just let me have my X-Files moment. <laughs> All right, I'm giving it to you. I love X-Files. <laughs> Andy tells Joey that she's going to have a blast. She says she took the junior tour last year. And Joey says, as a sophomore? And Andy says, early bird gets into college. 
So then they all break off and go their separate ways. Dawson's going to sign up for the film festival. Joey's going to meet her roommate. Andy's going to this interview, which we find out later she's not even signed up for. And Jack says he's she going is. to. She is. She signed up for it. But she's just not signed up to have it that weekend. Yeah, she's early. And Jack says he's going to do the tour thing. Joey's nervous. And she says, dare I say gulp? (laughs) So now we we see them separate. And um, it's a really cool overhead shot of them just like walking separate directions. And Jack literally walks in a full circle. And we cut to Dawson registering for the film festival. (laughs) Not a very flattering uh, position here. Hold on. Just the way you're sitting. <laughs> yeah. Not flattering. <laughs> Hi. This is better. Hi. Okay. You're not. I can't stand it. <laughs> um, so. I am who I am. <laughs> I know. We are who we are. Yeah. So. We see a really pretty young woman. She's sitting behind the desk taking Dawson's info at the registration station. She's kind of like rushing him along. We find out Dawson's birthday is March 14th, 1983. I don't know what he would be. I I think that's an Aries. I'd have to double check. But um, the girl asks Dawson who his favorite filmmaker is. And he says Steven Spielberg. And she rolls her eyes and says, where's the edge? Dawson tells her that Edge is fleeting, heartless forever. So she takes his picture. He doesn't even like get a chance to smile because she's still rushing him along. And she gives Dawson a glance and he sort of does the same thing. And she tells him he didn't fill out the synopsis for his film. And he says, not enough room. Because you know how like confident Dawson is. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm really happy that this happens for him. I think it's really, it's going to be a really good learning experience because he's, you know, his whole life has just been positive. Not that it's not good to have positive reinforcement. It's probably not the term that I mean, but like he hasn't really had anybody give him hard criticism. Right. So he's about to kind of wake up and have a little bit of a rude awakening. Right. He thinks he's hot shit. Well, that's exactly what he said in the beginning. It's different when you're a big fish in a small pond, but when you're a small fish in a bigger pond, then that's where the, you know, all the stuff comes, but you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. It, it does like affect one's ego when they think they are so good at what they're doing. But at the end, he gets so hard on himself instead of just taking the fail and just saying, okay, it wasn't my best work. Obviously people didn't like it as much. You can still like it for what it is because you created it, right. but move on and be creative and figure out what your next project will be like he gets so down on himself and he even like talks about working in fast food like really Dawson you're that hard on yourself over one fail that's what life is all talking about (laughs) right (laughs) you're supposed to make mistakes that's how you learn yeah exactly um it's really interesting because in the beginning we have Joey who, you know, is trying, she wants to get out, but she doesn't think she's going to go anywhere. She doesn't have that confidence where Dawson does. And then by the end of this episode, the roles are completely switched. Mm-hmm. Dawson's like the world's looking too big and this room's looking like the perfect size where Joey's like, so you think this room kind of feels small now? Like she's yeah. ready to branch out and grow up and move on. So, um, they I both really like take that this too. experience in different directions. Yeah. So like, they completely switch 
scripts by the end of the episode on how they're viewing their, their future prospects. And I, I really, I, I, I like that it does that. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate it though too. Um, he starts telling the girl about how it started off as a documentary about a haunted okay. Island. Then she cuts him off and says another Blair Witch project. Got it. Good luck. <laughs> she walks away and Dawson just, I don't even remember her name. Do you remember her name? Oh, we didn't get her name yet. We didn't get her name yet, but I mean, it's not I'm a just big gonna deal. Call her, Kendra. her name is, her name is Nikki, Nikki Green. <laughs> That's right. I was going to call her Kendra because Buffy. I know. I kept calling her Kendra too, but um, I knew that her name was Nikki from like knowing the episode. But she also annoys me how she talks, the way she says certain things. And when I get to her dialogue later after her movie does well, you'll see what I mean. But she like the way she pronounces things is like so weird. I don't get I it. I think that's. That's just her, though, because she was kind of like that a little bit in Buffy. But then again, she was also coming from a different country as Buffy, so she's supposed to have an accent. So I guess I yeah. can use that as an example. Um, how I feel about her character, I wasn't, I don't remember what happened later in the season because my focus was mostly on Joey and Pacey. So, like everybody else, these sub characters, they, they weren't really that important. To she's me. very short lived. I don't really remember. Yeah, I don't really remember what happens with her. But so while I'm watching this episode, I'm almost experiencing it kind of for the first time in regards to some of these characters because I don't really remember them. And I can't decide if I like her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you want to like her. She's trying to be like positive and encourage Dawson. Um, She kind of is like a little blunt with him at one point. And then, like, they kind of, you know what I mean? They, they get through it. It's not anything where she's, like, overly mean, like, how others are. You know, she's trying to meet them on that kind of level. But I just can't remember why I chose to block her out of my memory. If it's something that her character does later that just makes me angry and I just decide to write her off completely in my mind. Or if she was just so insignificant yeah. <laughs> that I just didn't retain anything with her character. I really don't know. I think I it's that. She was just that insignificant. Just the latter. I also was wondering if they were making her Dawson's love interest. Or attempting to, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to play with that idea and it just got shot shot down. I don't remember if they started dating or not, or if I'm getting that confused with another TV show. I mean, we'll find out in a couple episodes, so. Yeah. So now we're with Joey. She's in the dorms looking for her roommate. And she's at room 381. She knocks, nobody answers. And then she opens up the door and we find kind of a cute guy sitting on the desk, typing on his old I map. thought he was cute. He's cute, but he's like not super, super cute. I think I think Pacey's a lot cuter than he is. Oh, yeah, I'm not arguing that. I just feel like for his <laughs> You would style, never for argue like, that. <laughs> never argue that. Uh, I feel like for like his style... And that like era, yeah, he he was pretty normal on the cuter side. It was his personality that I had an issue with in the beginning. He was oh yeah, a little bit of a Mister Know It All. I like this hoodie. It's not attractive. He was, wearing, he was wearing he was wearing like an athletic looking gray hoodie, and it had A E on it, which American Eagle was like sponsoring the show at this point. So I yeah. was like, oh man, I really like that hoodie. I kind of wanted it. And I was like, did I ever have it? But I don't think I ever had that one. I don't think I've ever had American Eagle anything. It wasn't my style. I used to At that better. time, in that year, what, what year was this? 98? 99? 99. 
2022. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I doing in 99? Not wearing American Eagle. I was like nine years old. So I wasn't you're wearing like, like you're wearing <laughs> like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I've ever worn anything that was Mickey Mouse. Um, you're wearing like, I was normal stuff. I'm trying to remember what, what grade are you in ninth, in ninth grade? This what fourth grade. What? Okay. What grade are you in ninth oh. grade? I meant, when you're nine, what grade are you in? <laughs> like Gosh, I don't fourth, know what's happening in my brain. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. Okay. What was I wearing in the fourth or fifth grade? Try to remember my classes. Okay, I got my classes. Uh, nothing spectacular. Just jeans and a t-shirt. I, nothing. Probably Walmart. <laughs> I think it's I so... I think it's so hilarious that when you were nine, I was 19, and I was shopping at American Eagle watching Dawson's Creek and you were in you were in fourth or fifth grade doing whatever fourth or fifth graders do it's so funny to me playing outside I was yeah. running around in my neighborhood barefoot <laughs> that's what I was doing it's so I was hanging funny. out with all the guys <laughs> and like we didn't and really like have the universe and the universe brought us together to become friends and make this podcast <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, such a weird thing all right, so Joey's trying to ask him where she can find AJ Moeller, but he keeps shushing her like a fucking asshole. And Joey refers to AJ as a girl, and he says he doesn't know her. And he finally gives her his attention, and he says that he's AJ, and she must be Potter, Joseph. And he says, I guess our gender ambiguous names had fostered a precarious situation. And Joey says, to say the least. And she looks super annoyed. He gets like really pissed. Yeah, he gets he gets really passive aggressive with her. And he says, before you start crying and calling home, I promise to give you one of the beds. And if you're really nice, I'll even leave the light on for you. And she tells him that she's not staying there. And she was supposed to be with someone who would show her the college experience. Someone with an AG says ovaries. She's like, yeah, ovaries. Actually, Um, yeah. Actually, yeah. Now it'd be so different. It'd be like everything would be so gender neutral. You know, co-ed dorms all the way around. You get a roommate, and you get a roommate, and you get a roommate too, but not you. So he tells her that this is what college is like: guys and girls living together, mostly in harmony. And even Columbia has co-ed bathrooms. And he says, if you're not up for that, maybe you should be visiting women's colleges instead. So then she pretends to hide her anger, and she smiles, and she tells him that it's not a big deal. And she can spend one night with someone of the opposite sex. And he says, that's my girl. I would have threw something at his face. Like, I ain't your shit, but your roommate for one night. He's so, like, smug and, like... Yeah, he's ugh. cocky. He's such a... And off. she's young. That's what it is. He's showing off right now. Yeah, he's the way he, be, like, he berates her in front of the class. It's so just rude. Like, you were in her position at one point. Just because you're what yeah. a junior, well, or a I, I feel like I feel like for him, it's like a little bit of a power trip, a little bit of like I've been here, I'm a TA, I'm doing all of this stuff, and you're new here, right? And it's probably a little bit of that like playboy, not playboy, but schoolboy syndrome. You know what I mean? When guys have crushes on girls, and instead of being nice, they pick on them. <laughs> like the mentality of a of a kindergartner. I feel like that's where he's at right now. Um, but he yeah. he corrects his actions later, but he just does not give a very good first impression. He's just kind of on his high horse right now. He's yeah. a dick. 
Like he's got better things to do with his time. Well, then maybe he shouldn't have signed up for that program. Exactly. Why did he sign up for it? (laughs) If you didn't want to do it. Exactly. (laughs) I was thinking about when I watched it, like he was complaining the whole time. Like, then why did you agree to do it? Because you like have to? I don't get it. Um, It probably just looks good on his like social calendar. I don't know. Then he explains to her that he has a paper to write and that she needs to go take a long walk around campus. And she says, you're kicking me out? And she starts to say, that's not. And he says, careful. If you say fair, then you're really showing your age. I would have told him he needs to take a long walk off a short pier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) He he tells her to shut the door. (laughs) I thought it was funny. (laughs) Listen, Jamie's got COVID brain. Leave her be. (laughs) Jamie, Jamie, Jamie's jokes might not be funny right now because of her COVID infested brain. But uh, <laughs> next week when we record, she might be back on top. Maybe of her game. we'll see. <laughs> Unless COVID eats that part of her brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. That's scary thought, man. Oh, I know. No. <laughs> You're Take gonna be a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I don't want to go to eat your brain. I don't want to be a zombie. Is <laughs> salt time? I don't want to be zombie. He's <laughs> <laughs> a zombie as like a um, <laughs> like a verb. I don't want to be zombie. No, an adjective. I don't want to be zombie. An adjective. I don't want to be zombie. <laughs> There's supposed to be an A in there. I didn't want to be a zombie. But Not okay. a noun, a person, place, or a thing. I don't want to be a zombie. I don't want to be zombie. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't know where I'm going with that. All right, moving on. Case in point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joey's mad. She leaves. And now we see Andy running in the jack. She asks what he's looking at. And he's looking at like brochures and he like hides it real quick. And he says, it's just a guidebook to Boston. She goes, well, there's a really good art museum. You should check it out. And then she like just leaves. Then we see Jack pull out the books he was looking at. And it says they're the pink pages for the gay, lesbian, bisexual and transgender community. So Jack's going to go explore Mm -hmm. the gay life in Boston, which by the way, when we get to it, it's fucking hilarious. We see Andy at the dean's office. She is there to have her interview. She goes over to the secretary, which has like her own separate room <laughs> in this like building, like not even behind like a door. She's just like in a separate room. I feel like she was in a frat house and then she was just temporarily placed in like the living room. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> reminded me of. Temporary like desk <laughs> in the living room of a frat house that's what they're like, like this is where your new office is gonna be friend <laughs> in the yeah. living room just while we're conducting these interviews and then after we're done conducting the interviews the frat house people can have their frat back <laughs> yeah the dean lives at a frat house <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude <laughs> i don't know that's what it looks like it did not look like an office at a college no it It did not scream hey this is like you know the front office where the dean spends his days no this is it looks like a frat house there's people in and out up and down the stairs and she has to see these very high traffic yeah yeah, that's what i mean she has to see people coming in and out constantly like it's weird i don't know i feel like for like an administrative building that is not what i think of no administrative building at all but it was also a really nice setting to have an office so anyway so 
we see that the secretary is um, her name is Mrs. Boyd. She's played by Marla Gibbs from 227 and the Jeffersons. But I always remember her from 227. The Jeffersons was too old for me. Do you remember either see, one of those? Shows? I'm more familiar. I'm more familiar with the Jeffersons. I have no idea what 227 is. 227 is the one where they're like, they all live on the same street and the, and the grandmother or the older woman sits inside. She's like in the window the whole time. Regina King was on it. Oh, you have to look it up. Jack Hay Harris is on it. You're speaking names like I'm supposed to know who these people are. <laughs> um, IMDB it, Jamie, because that's a part of our history. <laughs> Jefferson's is, is a cartoon, right? So it's the only reason why I know that because. No, the Jefferson's isn't a cartoon. The Jefferson's is moving on up. That show. Talking about finally getting a piece of the pie. Yes. I know the song. I don't know the show then. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Oh, the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> Two totally different shows. <laughs> oh my god. Oh well. So okay. Oh my god. Close. Was... The Jeffersons. The Jetsons. I mean. Close. Start with a J. End with a sun. <laughs> Not close enough. <laughs> Just with a J. Ends with a sun. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> So Andy gives Mrs. Boyd her name and her interview isn't until March. So Andy tells Mrs. Boyd, she says, you can call me Fran, that her dad, Joseph McPhee, is an alumnus from 1972. And he's always said, if you want something badly enough, make sure you're first in line. They bond over being daddy's girls. Andy asks if she can squeeze her in at some point. And Fran says, not a chance. Andy just wants five minutes with the dean so she can you know, give him a hand job or something so she can get into Boston University. And Fran reminds selfish Andy that everyone there has an appointment today. Andy asks if she thinks something might open up. So then Fran says, would you cancel your university interview at the last minute? So then Andy sort of gives up and she just like walks away. She's like, wah, wah. So now we're at a screening of Which Islands? And we see Dawson looking around. We see that people are just not impressed with the movie at all. Um, people are falling asleep. People are falling asleep. <laughs> like, people are asleep. The Someone couple next to them. Behind him. <laughs> There's like a couple sitting right next to them, and they're like just putting the movie down the whole time and like laughing. <laughs> and then they like get up and are like, "That was terrible." <laughs> um, people barely clap when the movie's over, and when they walk by, they go, "Been there, seen that." <laughs> so then the moderator. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Like, honestly. Honestly, I can't say that I'm surprised. I feel like he was kind of mourned when he first started filming it because of Blair Witch Project. And yeah. uh, even the guy on the boat said, oh, I'm just filming people that are coming to, you know, play off of this and make their own Blair Witch Project thing. Because it's all the rage. Everybody's doing it right now. Um, and that should have just been enough for him because the idea is not original at this point. No, you know, so for him to take something that really isn't an original idea and try to showcase it into an event like this, I feel like it was a poor choice. If he was trying I, to stand out, he wasn't standing out. It was like a, a safe, boring, predictable choice. Yeah. Like, why didn't he use his other movie that he made last season? Yeah, I feel like that probably would have at least been better. Yeah. Like, why do you use this Blair? I don't get it. It's so weird. But if I saw this movie... I don't know how great it is just from what he would put together, but 
you know the ending would have creeped me out with people on the dock, the ghosts on the dock. If people were noticing it, yeah. I would have been creeped out. they noticed it, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, you get creeped out very easily. I've come to I notice. Know. <laughs> I really do. I just got creeped out while you were going to see who was at the door. <laughs> I was like, this, <laughs> this is not a good situation. <laughs> you have a weapon? Make sure you have your knife or something. Take a weapon with you. <laughs> Um, Time to listen to some happy, happy ending stories that, oh, they're all dead. <laughs> I'll just watch more porn. <laughs> or that. There you go. That might be better. At least that ends in happy ending. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's back, ladies and gentlemen. She's back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we see the moderator call Dawson up to the stage for the Q&A session. And he just literally starts sinking in his seat. Like he doesn't want to get up. And he finally gets up. He goes to the podium and he looks super embarrassed. Then we see Nikki. She's um, sitting in the audience. And then a bunch of lesbians ask him where the Joey chick is because she's hot. <laughs> Dawson looks really disappointed. Then it's we like cut. The only question he got is, "Where's Joey?" I know. Of course, it, it, of course, it would be Joey. If you ever need to, just cut to Katie Holmes. <laughs> She's Basically. the most beautiful girl in the world. <laughs> She's pretty though. We love you, Katie. She is pretty. <laughs> so we cut the Dawson running out of the theater, and we see Nikki. She asks Dawson if he's all right. She tells him that these screenings can get pretty brutal when the lights come up. And he says, I can handle that. He says, so what if my movie is not hip enough to arouse the interest of these pseudo intellectual art house snobs? He said that line so fast, Jamie. I literally had to like pause it for the um, closed caption because he's he like mumbles anymore. He just mumbles his lines out. It's so weird. Yeah. He used to be Sometimes so. Sometimes I don't even listen to him when he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm like, I don't care what Dawson has to say. I think at this point, because I was so much more focused on the Joey plot and the Pacey plot, Dawson and everybody else just kind of fell to the sidelines. And this is probably where, you know, audiences started to kind of get um, switched in their views on who they were paying attention to and probably part of how it just kind of sort of became Joey's show after this like once they go into college it follows jelly more than anybody dawson leaves you know to go to california or la or wherever he goes um for his filming career and then we just follow jelly around and you know the gang whatever's left of the gang while they're in boston yeah he really does leave right yeah yeah Yeah, he goes to california to he goes to like a a film school or something over the other side oh god wait till we get to those it's gonna be so weird because (laughs) Yeah. Like the show. I mean, he's still around. He's just not with everybody else. He's yeah. just, you know, has the scenes with other stuff going on. And it's so weird. It's Dawson's Creek, and he's not even on the creek anymore. <laughs> no. Joey's Creek now. Joey's Creek. Not, well, it's, it's nobody's creek. It's Bessie's Creek. He's <laughs> the only one left. <laughs> um, so Nikki says, at least I didn't throw anything. So then he starts to walk away, and she says, you're upset, but in the light of the Blair Witch Project, I don't know what you were thinking. Like that, she talks so weird. And he's like, "What?" I wonder where she's from. 
I know. I should look it up. But I remember she was on the original Saved by the Bell, the new class. And I don't remember her having this weird dialogue, like dialect. But she tells him writing the coattails of a successful cultural phenomenon just isn't going to cut it. And he says, before you eviscerate my work any further, why don't you at least tell me your name? And she says, Nikki, Nikki Green. So she tells him that there's no clear story between him and this Joey character. What's most troubling is that that was the most interesting part of his story. And he says, well, aren't you perceptive? She says, don't patronize me. I'm trying to give you an honest assessment. He says, it's not every day I'm subjected to an unsolicited note session from a volunteer, paper pusher, my position and altruism invalidate my opinion. Next time I'll pick which wounds to lick more carefully. And she pats him on the chest really hard and she walks away. (laughs) So they just had their first fight. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want to call it. I mean, you did say he was asking for it, but at the same time, she was trying to like give him some constructive criticism, like don't take it so hard, but you know, she does apologize later. Now we see Jack waiting for the bus to go to, um, to the neighborhood of Boston. Uh, he's about to get on and this like overly cheerful, happy gay couple runs in front of him to get on the bus. And I was like, of course that's the like people that they picked to be the, the gay couple. They weren't, first of all, like no offense to these two actors, but I didn't think that they were attractive whatsoever. The one guy looked like he was like pushing 50 because he was losing his hair. And the other guy was like <laughs> just awkward looking. And they're like like all over each other because they're just so happy to be able to do this in public. And Jack's looking at them like, I wish I could do that in public, which is like a normal part of like the coming out process. Like he, you look yeah. at these other gay couples and you're like, that's so hard for me right now. Like, I wish it would be like, I can't wait till I can do that type of thing. But like every single gay person that they cast in this, or like to be a gay character or side character, whatever you want to call it. So like, they could have picked cuter people. (laughs) Like it was so weird. Maybe they didn't have a lot of people that wanted to, to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe they didn't have like a really good casting for it. I felt like this is like, this is like what they did in the 90s, though. They picked these, like... They didn't want to steal the spotlights, even. These people weren't going to, like, you know, have a major role in the show. You can't have prettier people than the main cast. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. I probably sound like such a horrible person describing this, but it's it's just how I felt. Like, they, they weren't these, like... I don't know. I don't know, Jamie. It just bothered me. I was like, these guys are not attractive people. It's weird. They're not attractive to you. So Jack stops for a minute before getting on the bus. And the bus driver says, are you in or out? And he gets on the bus. <laughs> All right, bus driver. I know. So angry. He's like, I'm in. Um, are you in or are you out? <laughs> so now we see Joey on her walk around campus. And she runs into Dawson sitting on a bench. And she asks him how the screening went. And he literally makes a sound as if to say it was terrible. So Joey's like, it couldn't have been that bad. And he says, it was an unmitigated disaster. She's like, well, what are those hipper than now film brats know anyway? He says, maybe they're right. He seriously looks like he's going to (laughs) cry. So Dawson says, maybe the problem with having such a big dream is you never stop to question whether you actually have the talent to back it up. And he says, what if I don't have what it takes to be a great filmmaker? And Joey tells him that, She was there the moment movies became something more to him when he decided to pick up his parents' camcorder and make his first movie. The day he said for the first time out loud, 
I'm going to be a filmmaker. And she tells him that she's had the privilege of watching him turn his dream into a reality. She's really proud of him. And she puts her arm around him while they're, they're sitting on the bench together. That's um, the boost he needed. I know. She's actually, like, really sweet about it. Like, she sees that he's, his confidence is down. And she's like, you know, he's my friend. He needs to hear, like, something positive. Like, you are capable of doing this. Just like I said earlier. Just, you know, take the fail and move on. We cut to Fran Boyd coming back into her office slash living room. <laughs> and uh, we, we see Andy's there waiting for her. And Fran asks her how she got in. And Andy's like, the janitor. I blew him. He just let me right in. <laughs> she Poor goes, Andy. <laughs> I know. She slept She's with one guy. Blowing all kinds of people. <laughs> she, she made one mistake. <laughs> no, she's just You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> she says don't worry i didn't touch anything she pulls out a piece of cake for fran and fran tells her that she's got chutzpah and andy says so is he back and fran says no he's a notorious late luncher so andy looks disappointed and she sulks down in her chair like the like baby that she is and fran gives her some advice she says she has seven kids do you know how many of them went here zero she says two are doctors one's an investment banker the three girls are married because God forbid they have careers and her youngest didn't go to college. He plays in a band. Like she's a jazz says, band, right? Yeah. He's a sax player in a jazz band. And she goes, which one do you think is the most happy? And I wrote Marla. The, Jack, the, the sax player. The sax player. Cause he doesn't have like a fucking uh, schedule to like attain to. He's making music. He's happy. He's living his art. He's making his art with his music. Um, but I wrote that Marla Gibbs has one of the most soothing voices and I could listen to her just say anything all day. She could be my guidance counselor. I wanted to sit and talk to her all day and just see like, I wanted advice from her, you know? She seemed like she would be like a really good listener. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be a really good listener, I think. Yeah. She's like one of those people that you just instantly connect with and you just start like spewing your guts out. And they're like, look, this is what you need to do. (laughs) She's like the bartender of the the university. (laughs) She's the bartender of the university. But she's not judgmental. No, and she's she's not doling out alcohol. She's doling out coffee. (laughs) (laughs) She tells Andy that this distinguished university will have little or nothing to do with what kind of person she'll turn out to be or whether or not you'll find fulfillment in your life. And Andy's like, hmm, words to live by. I need to think about this. We're back with Joey. She's sitting in a class waiting for the professor to show up. And we see AJ walk in. They make small talk. And she's like, don't even tell me you're in this class. And he says, not exactly. And she goes to offer him a seat next to her. And he's like, "Uh, I'm not going to need that seat. So he starts walking down the like row and he says um, he starts like discussing like literature. So we find out he's filling in for the professor. So he starts to say that there are some high schoolers there visiting and he wants to know what some of their favorite books are. So he calls Joey out and asks her what her favorite book is. And she's like, me? He goes, you read, don't you? <laughs> like, wow, what an asshole. And I she know. goes, Little Women is my favorite book. This whole scene really bothered me, first of all. I don't even know how I would answer that question. I'd probably look at everybody in the room and be like, I read books that none of you fuckers like read. You're not going to know anything that I got to say. 
And as soon as I give you a title and you look it up, even though, you know, when, when you have, when you can get to the internet, because obviously <laughs> I don't have smartphones yet. Um, <laughs> um, you know, they'll be like, what is a crazy person reading? You know what I mean? Like I was seriously thinking about that question and looking, looking at my books and being like, what is my favorite book? I don't know if I have one. I have, I have a few favorite like authors. And I have theories that I love, but I don't know if one trumps the rest. All right. So like five years ago, what would you say your favorite book was? What year was five years ago? No. How about this? Before you got like. When I was their age? Yeah, I guess. Like when I was like 17 or 18? Yeah. What was coming out around that time? That uh, It probably would have been Twilight because that's when Twilight was coming out. And I was devouring those. And then right after that would have been the Vampire Academy series. Now, mind you, these are series. They're not like a single book, like Little Little Women. I've never read Little Women, and it's not like you know just straight literature like Jane Eyre or you know whatever. Because um, I mean, I do have like classic literature books that I like, but there's just none that I'm in love with because right. I like fantasy. So yeah, so like if you were taking this literature class and you said that Twilight was your favorite book, you would be like fucking. I'd be laughed out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Like this bitch, what are you doing in here? <laughs> like, listen, the reason why I read is to escape reality, okay? Not dwell on somebody else's problems. I used to always say that Catcher in the Rye was my favorite book because I really did really like it when I was in high school. It is good. That is good. Now, like, I haven't read it in a really long time, so I don't know how much I would like it now if I read it. But when I read it in high school, it really did sort of like leave an effect on me. But if I were to say what my favorite book is today, I would say it is Barrel Fever by David Sedaris. I love David Sedaris. What about you guys, you listeners? Do you have a favorite book? Do you read? If you like reading? Maybe maybe you don't like reading, but you had one you kind of enjoyed that you were forced to read in school <laughs> or something like that. Um, we just want to hear because <laughs> I could talk books all day, so. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you should make a, a book podcast. <laughs> no. I don't have time for that. <laughs> so Joey says Little Women. AJ puts her down in literally less than 60 seconds. And he goes, oh, right. It's a book about a girl with a boy's name. And there's a boy next door. I'm remembering this now. And Joey describes the book. And it's literally her describing her own life. He asked the class if the book is worthy of being put in the literary canon. And two of the students, they say, absolutely not. It's anti-feminist. And like the other girl goes, I concur, <laughs> which comes back with Joey. It's so funny. So he looks at Joey and he says, Alcott is a minor writer. Most of what she wrote was purely for money. And the lesson here is you can't say a book is great just because you identify with the hero or heroine, which is. I have such an issue with, with him saying that because. So what if she's a minor writer? It doesn't make her work any less good because she's not famous. Look, it bothers me. I love indie authors. You know what I mean? Independent writing authors who are literally putting their own money and work out there to give us, you know, entertainment. So for him to just say, oh, well, she's basically a nobody and this book means nothing. Like, it's just kind of bullshit. I'm sorry. I just, I did not like this class. I would not be able to sit there and be quiet. I have some strong opinions about that. It was total bullshit because what he's saying is his opinion and reading, yeah. reading and any type of entertainment or media that you find interesting or entertaining is subjective. So I could say I love yeah. 
I love Dawson's Creek and somebody who's so snotty says it's not like, it's not even like worth the fucking like uh, film that it's recorded on, but that's because you don't like it. Like I love it. So I love it. You might not like right. it. I don't like the stuff you like. You can't say like little women there and determine that a book is good or not. You know what I mean? Who are these people to be able to make, you know, he naughty, asked her a question. What is your, <laughs> right. Like he asked her a question. What is your favorite book? She answered the question, but for him to sit there and for, and have everybody like gang up on her like that for her opinion after answering the question that he asked her. Is honestly. Not, that's not right. Like she, and she answered yeah. it honestly. But yeah, like, exactly. and then he says, and then he says, does it deserve to be in the literary canon? Like, what the fuck does that mean? It's already a part of, like, literary history, this fucking book. It's been, like, it's been talked it's about. It's been made into so many different movies. Like, people put the play on. Like, what is he talking about? Whoever wrote this character, like, really wanted us to hate him because he's such an idiot. Yeah. Well, he's just snotty. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's and then... He's a high horse. He's, well, we'll, he's we'll see later. now. We'll see later how much of a dipshit he is. So so we see that Joey's walking down like a flight of stairs. The class is over and AJ's following behind her. He like stops her and she says, why? So you can stick one of your overeducated minions on me. Try again. And he says that um, he admits that they were harsh. And she says, I concur. <laughs> I laughed when she did that because I mean... Yeah, he fucking deserved it. I concur. Who says that anyway? I, mean, back in your I concur. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I don't know. He says, you said you wanted the college experience. And she says, don't be so glib. And she says, what you did was insensitive. And that he hardly knows her. And maybe she is some naive high school girl, but she was hoping to get a taste of the fun part of the college experience. Not just the mean, bitter part. She says, or do you spend so much time staring at that iBook that you forgot that part even existed? So he apologizes and he asks her if they can have um, if they can start over, which is a theme in this episode. They literally all say, can we start over? We cut to Dawson. He's in another screening and there's a guy next to him asking who shot it because it's on another level. And the movie ends and the lights come up and everybody gives the director a standing ovation. And the director's brought up on stage and it's none other than Nikki Green. <laughs> it's Kendra. <laughs> Kendra made a Kendra made a movie about uh, vampire slayers. <laughs> Kendra, Kendra the vampire slayer. Yeah, we never know. We never find out what her movie's even about. That's the funny part. Oh, um, yeah, none at all. So Dawson finds Nikki over at oh, so like Nikki's like taking it all in, like she's like loving it, right? And um. We cut to Nikki at a vending machine and Dawson walks over to her. She's like banging on the glass, trying to get M&Ms out, which I thought was hilarious. Cause like, have you ever done that? <laughs> Actually gotten the fucking candy out? To answer your question, yes. She tells Dawson that she needs, I need a sugar fix after all the stressful experiences. And he says, stressful, that was a love fest. And she says, don't sound so overjoyed. And he says, don't be falsely modest. And I was like, yeah, she's doing that thing where she wants to pretend like, uh, like this is above her or she's like so embarrassed by it but really she like fucking loves the attention give me a break who wouldn't if like you submitted something like that and people were giving you a standing ovation wouldn't you be like doing backflips i'd be like wow they yeah, like, I loved mean, it. it's an it's a personal achievement that she reached she reached a goal an achievement um to be able to get such a positive 
you know, feedback on something that she worked for, you know? So she's allowed to love it. I think she's just trying not to rub it in Dawson's face. Well, she still kind of does. He kind of calls her out on us more. Yeah. But she says, if it had been the overly obvious about it, she says, if it had been the other way around, um, she would have enjoyed his success. And she says, so not only are you a better filmmaker, but you're also a better person. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's true. She's trying to be like, you know, I, I know I did well, but even though you didn't, if you did, I would still feel like happy for you, which I didn't even know her. How would like, she can't answer that. I don't know. So she says, can we start over again? Just like AJ did with Joey. So then a they lot said, of start overs. A lot of a lot of do overs. Yeah, lots and lots of do overs. They sit down. She asks him what he thought of her film. Constructive criticism only, please. And he says he thought it was technically accomplished. And she says that sounds like a nice dismount off the balance beam. And he says it's better than derivative or unclear or not understanding your own material. And she says maybe I was being a little insensitive in my comments. And she apologizes. And he says duly noted. Then he tells her that she never mentioned that she entered the film festival. And she tells him, I don't lead with my chin, Dawson. You can get hurt that way. And he agrees with her. And then he tells her, congratulations. And he leaves. So now we're with Fran and Andy having coffee on the waterfront, which I thought was so nice. And Andy yeah, says, I made me want to have coffee on the waterfront. <laughs> when you think of Fran, you just want to have coffee. <laughs> on the waterfront. In a nice scenery. On the waterfront. <laughs> With wearing a heavy jacket in the chilly cold weather. <laughs> so Andy says, I'm going to write about her for my application essay. And Andy brings up a time six months after the accident when she found her mom in the creek. So then Fran gives Andy some friendly advice. She says, always wear sensible shoes and to let yourself off the hook for things that you can't control. Then she apologizes for sticking her nose in her business. And Andy tells her that it's fine. She says she can't believe she's sitting here in Cambridge. And Fran says with a 60 year old career secretary, she tells Andy that one thing she learned years ago is that life can surprise you in a thousand different ways, which is very true statement. Fran is so smart and wise. I like her. Now we come to Joey and AJ. He took her to a rare book and manuscript library on campus. Joey says that I she shouldn't. so cool, by the way. I would have loved to go to that library. Oh, I Rarely. bet you would. <laughs> library? <laughs> no. AJ wants to show her something. He pulls out a copy of Little Women, which was Louisa May Alcock's original copy. So he tells her to take it out carefully so they can see what this favorite book of hers has to offer. Then they start reading the book together, which was very, was very weird to me. I was like, is this some like weird, like... Uh, like foreplay that they're having right now. <laughs> Thought it was weird. I mean, I'm surprised that she just started reading from it too. But as soon as she started reading from it, he was he perked up and he was like, I think he like he started to change his opinion of her at that point. And then he's like, Well, let me read the dialogue. And then they just kind of skip the details and just read the words for like a minute and a half, and then it's over. But yeah, I they, don't know they, if I've ever read it out loud like that kind of a book like a kid's book to kids yeah but i don't think that i've ever read like an actual novel out loud to another being before you're like terry you know it'd be so hot right now if we both read soul survivor together or whatever that book is called (laughs) (laughs) 
soul soul searching. If we both <laughs> soul searching together, <laughs> and he's soul like, what? Searching by Samantha Ann. No, uh, well, he's. I was reading. I don't know. I read all kinds of stuff, right? But there was some every now and again when I read, like when I was reading on my phone because of my Kindle app. He at one point he would like lean over and like read a couple of lines, and sometimes I'm like turning the phone away because it's smut <laughs> 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 i'm like are you sure you want to read this it's like monster slut like it's not like it's not even like normal smut it's like you know <laughs> i read weird crazy monster smut yeah <laughs> i read all kinds of different stuff okay like normal books and not so normal books so um i dabble in a little bit of everything Right, as long as I'm I, reading, I'm I'm exercising my brain. Fine. <laughs> I appreciate it. I read a lot of different things. I'm almost like halfway through the Fear Street series. <laughs> Just keep reading them one after another. Yeah. Um, so AJ and Joey are reading this book together. They like keep making eyes, like they're being like very like flirty, and we're noticing yeah. like an attraction with the two of them. Joey closes the book and tells AJ that her mom used to read it to her. That's why she named her Josephine. It was her mom's favorite book. And he says was, and she tells him that she passed away, but that's why she reads it and rereads it because when she does, her mom is with her. And I thought that was, that was sweet. And AJ says, so it's like a friend, the book. She says, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've got a lot of friends. If that's the case. Several hundreds several hundreds AJ says well you can never have too many friends Potter comma Joseph and she says oh and there was like a long pause after that it was like a very uncomfortable long pause so then she says so what's your favorite book Miss AJ Moeller and he says are you ready for this the lion the witch and the wardrobe and I was like of course it is and Joey says, that sounds rather infantile. And he says, entirely, but like all the best things in life, simple, sweet, and magical. Ugh, of course it is. Like he makes fun of her That's for loving. He, he makes fun right? of her for liking little women. And his favorite book is this dumb book about like a magical wardrobe. Hey, hey, don't knock The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's really a great, there's a great like couple of books. But for him to make fun of her, for little women when that is his favorite yeah that's like oh come on dude so now we see jack he's walking into a gay club like in the middle of the day i wrote the music that they're playing in this club would never be playing in like a real gay club (laughs) what song was it i don't even know i i don't remember this song but it, it was like a um it was almost like a rock song and if they were in a actual gay club it would be like some weird like uh like 70s slash 80s like techno remix like it's just of... dance it'd be dance music yeah, yeah. it'd like, be like techie dance music not rock what is this gay grunge i think <laughs> <laughs> gay grunge <laughs> gay grunge i'm confused <laughs> not what would be happening right now i've been to a gay bar okay it's not the music they play I'd be like what are <laughs> i'd be like what are they listening to Although I don't, to be honest, like, I don't know what music that was actually playing in this episode. I have to look it up, but it could have been like one of those yeah. Finland songs. So Jack- I don't know. I don't remember. There wasn't anything significant. No, it wasn't. Um, Jack's taking it all in, but he looks super overwhelmed and uncomfortable. And he goes over to the bar to order a drink. 
he does like a scan of the bar and there's like older guys there's this like one weird guy he looked like uh he there was something wrong with him and he was like dancing and then there's like regular looking guys he goes over to the bar and he orders a drink and this guy just like Probably he like smelled him <laughs> He like jumped on top of him. He was like, new Shark blood. and water. <laughs> Fresh blood. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jack didn't even get to order. He just kind of was like, uh. And then the guy comes up. He's like, he probably can't handle anything stronger than a beer. Make that too. I'm yeah, like, like, you well, don't even okay, know sir. him. <laughs> I know. It's not even like a, hey, you know, it's just, let me just tell you how it is. Um, I really thought this was funny. So they have their little weird interaction. Um, and Jack's like, you know, you don't have to do that. And you know, whatever. So he's like, all right, thanks. And then, you know, he's talking to the bartender, but he's talking about, I forget what he says, but my, the only impression that I have about this entire interaction is Jack am scraping the hell out of there. Like real quick. So as the guy turns his back, he is gone. Like it reminded me of like the cartoon, the cartoon character, yeah. like, like um the like roadrunner yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was out he was out yeah, like well, the, guy, so. the guy was coming on to him so strong and I, it was so weird so he was like he was like and you're he had so cute known. you're cute well, and, and he was like oh you're a shy one like yeah. on. if he was gay and shy you know he's probably new so jack's like i am like, you're and scaring like, him <laughs> you want to go back to my place and i'd be like no yeah, the you. first thing he asks is, "You want to get out of here?" Like, I mean, that was an, no. that was an accurate depiction of a gay situation because that would actually happen. Hi, I met you. You haven't even gotten your first drink yet, but you want to go? Yeah, I don't even know your name. Let's go. I think I feel like if he was trying to get coffee with him because Jack looked uncomfortable in the club, he could have just been like, "Hey, you know, you seem uncomfortable. Do you want to get coffee and acquire yeah. your place? You know what I mean? Is this making you uncomfortable? Not do you want to get out of here?" I feel like his deliverance could have been a little bit more, uh, di- like the guy, <laughs> the guy who was flirting with him or trying to pick him up or whatever. That's all he wanted to do. He just yeah. wanted to go have sex. Jack I'm, was I'm there. very attracted to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Thanks friend. I've only known you for a 0.32 seconds, but it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack's there because he's never been to a gay bar. And he's like, I just want to see what it's like. I ha- I didn't know that this is what yeah. happens. And he gets scared and he leaves. I mean, I would. I would have left too. Fresh meat and water, man. It is smelling coming a mile away. I think, I don't know if I told this on here before, but I remember the first time I ever went to a gay bar with my friend at the time. Um, I was so nervous. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go. And I wasn't out at that point. I came out. I came out a little later after this that's like when i met justin and i'm like sitting there we were at woody's of all places which i fucking hate woody's i hate i've been to woody's yeah it's like the fucking worst place ever the bathroom situation's a little weird though you like step up in there and the same with um there's this where's that that other bar that turns into like a drag show i can't remember the name of it but it's like down in the alley (laughs) oh yeah it's some it's it's called something else now but i know what you're talking about Uh. it's yeah, so I know like going to the bathroom there was weird too because it's like in this room between these club like areas and you have to like step up and then step up again and I just felt like I was, I was like I don't know I was also drinking but <laughs> I just felt like this is the weirdest bathroom setup I've ever seen in my life it's like one bathroom 
I feel like it was the same way at Woody's too. Like you'd like step up into the bathroom. I don't remember. There's like one door. Well, I was. I, I just remember being off the side on the first floor bar. I remember sitting there with my friend and like her friends came, ended up coming too, who were all gay, by the way. Who were all probably I like, was a bunch of lesbians. <laughs> I, I was the only straight friend, I think. <laughs> all her friends are probably I love, like, love my this, friends. like she has no idea this kid's gay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like sitting there like scared out of my mind. But this this older guy came up to me and he put his hand on my like leg, like my, you know, when I, like up here. And yeah, he had, like, really yeah, and he had and he had like a red scarf on and he came up and he said, are you like such and such? And I said, what? <laughs> I was like, why are you touching me? And my friend ended up being like, he's not. And she was like, you can leave. And he like walked away like he was embarrassed, I guess. But um, I was like, what was that about? And she goes, he thought you were somebody else. And I was like, what do you mean? I was so fucking confused. I was like, what? Is- oh, he thought I was somebody. He's probably trying to meet somebody. I think he was meeting somebody there and he thought I was that person. Yeah. Um, it was, I was probably just, like, like, yeah. A date I was just like, like thrown like, off. Before Tinder. Yeah. Like they probably met on like Craigslist or something. But I was like thrown off because this random older guy just came up to me and put his hand on my leg and was like trying to like talk to me. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> are are no. you the guy that I've been sending dick pics to for the past week? Oh my god, could you imagine? Okay. I don't even think I could okay. not. I don't even think I had a phone that would would accept pictures back then. <laughs> Fair. All right, email. <laughs> I've been emailing you dick pics. I can at least save that file. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that file at least. Oh, it was so weird. But yeah. And then after that. As I log into my dial of internet. <laughs> no. But the bar that me and Justin would go to a lot, it's called Tavern on Kamak. That's actually a really nice. It's like a piano bar. And then they have Sounds like. Familiar. They have like a upstairs part that you can dance at. I haven't been there in years. I have not been in the neighborhood in Philly in so long. The last time I went was with two of our friends. We were going out for the night mm. and I got thrown out of Woody's. Jamie, they literally grabbed me and like gripped my wrist up and threw me out of the bar. I think you told me that. Oh, yeah, it was so embarrassing. I think, you told me about that. I think about it and I cringe. I like, I couldn't believe that actually happened to me. I n- did nothing wrong and they threw me out of the bar. I, f- I feel like one of my friends got kicked out too because I remember us having to like leave in a little bit of a rush and I was like looking around because um, my friend had my heels and I had my own heels and I always at that time when I was wearing heels more often it was in my early 20s um I had these slip-on shoes that actually folded up and like I could fit in a clutch so when my feet hurt I would take my heels off and put like these they're like they're like slip-on flats basically I would put those on so I had my flats on my feet and then shoes in my hands and I'm like looking around because the girl that I lent my other shoes to at one point took, um, I remember the shoes and I had to find those. And then one of the bouncer guys was like, you, you can't have your shoes off. And I'm like, I've got my shoes on because I had the flats on. And he was like, oh, sorry. So I'm like, it's okay. You know, but I remember I was leaving in like a little bit of a rush, but I don't know why. I don't remember if it was because the place was closing, like it was the end of the night or morning, or if uh, something happened with one of our friends. But I know she was like really, really fucking drunk. So I don't know. Yeah, it's Anyways. that was the first that was the first and only time I've, I was ever thrown out of a bar. And I don't 
even know what happened, but I was so embarrassed and we all paid to get in. And then all of a sudden we were out on the street and, but I mean, what are you going to do about it now? It's over and done with, but I will never go to Woody's ever again. So now we're at the award ceremony at the film festival and they're about to announce the winner of the The winner and Nikki's sitting there and she's gotten all this like great reception and she thinks that she's going to win and confident. Yeah. She's so confident. And then all of a sudden they announce somebody else and her whole face and demeanor changes and she gets up and she runs out of the theater and Dawson goes and follows her. He stops her and she says, what now? Time to rub salt in the wound. <laughs> and I wrote, Nikki is one of those people who wants to tell other people how to do things and expect their gratitude and praise when she does something great. <laughs> but when she loses, she's just an asshole. So then Dawson tells her that she was robbed and she tells him, let's dispense with the mock compassion, shall we? That was a fucking mouthful. Um, he says, it's not mock compassion. It's a fact. She says she just wants to be left alone. He asks her, how can she be so upset right now? And she says, like your failure didn't upset you. And he says, it did, but there's a huge difference between what happened to him and what happened to her. And he says, he learned that he has to dig deeper and learn more about himself if he's going to make a film that's worth anything. And he says, you learn that film festivals don't necessarily ward the meritorious. And she tells him that she wanted to win. I'm like, everybody wants to fucking win. Especially when you think you're going to win, you know, like she thought she was going to win and she didn't like, it's good to have that confidence in yourself, but like, you can't be mad when you don't, you know, I mean, you can be upset, but you got to get past it. Don't be a sore loser about it. No. So he says to her that her film was inspired. He says, it's the reason I got into film. You've reached people, move them. And he says, he's not giving up until he can make that happen. And she says, oh, this is what she, this is how she said, she goes, you really like my movie? (laughs) <laughs> I, was like, I was like what did she say you really liked my movie <laughs> he says yeah I really liked your movie Nikki. <laughs> is, is she related to Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she might be he does have illegitimate children <laughs> Nikki <True>. Schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> They like my movie. <laughs> really like the movie. <laughs> Play it back. Play it back. You'll see what I mean. She has such a weird accent. <laughs> so now we're at the train station and we're with Dawson and Andy, and they're the first ones there. Dawson asks Andy if she got her interview. She's like, Yeah, not the one I expected, but maybe the one I needed. And he says that he got what he went there for too, as well, also in the most unexpected way. And Andy says, I think that's what screws us up the most. You get this picture in your head of the way things should be, and you end up closing yourself off to some of the wonderful and serendipity of the actual experience. And he's like, who did you get your lesson from? Deepak Chopra? (laughs) Or did he say the Dalai Lama? No, I think it's Deepak Chopra. I don't know what he said. I started tuning him out at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for the... the You've been tuned out, sir. For the context of having a podcast, I can't do that. <laughs> I know. I know. And I frankly, mean, I, neither you, should you. You know the detail. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good with the detail. You write down things verbatim. I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Here's my well, opinion. <laughs> that's, that's what you got from it. I'm, I'm letting our audience know yeah. what he said, Jamie, okay? This is why our, du- our duo works. You go, You're I'm... meticulous. 
I'm blase. <laughs> I am very meticulous, aren't I? That's like that's like the yeah. perfect word to describe me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're welcome. I can't. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um now we see that Jack's already on the train and he's like real sketch. Like he's acting real sketchy and like weird. And um, I feel like Jack's afraid that guy from the bar is just going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, he he's like, you can see he's going to kidnap me. <laughs> Take me to it. I can't trust his, anybody here. <laughs> he's like that, that weird guy from the bar with the weird beard. is going to take me back to his apartment. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack could probably leave with me. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Talking about football player here, man. Come on, Jack. Jack's in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's sitting there, and we see this like attractive guy walk by with like a big mop of dark hair on his head, and I wrote it's Parker from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he asks if any of the seats are taken around him, and Jack was holding them all for his friends but he's like you know what i don't know if they're coming so why don't you sit down so he invites him to sit down and um jack sort of like looks at him the guy gets like comfortable and he says wake me when we get to cape side and then that's when jack is like piques his interest kind of cape side why yeah, are you going to cape side, cape side. nobody goes to cape side <laughs> but the locals oh my god jack's finally gonna have another uh gay person in cape side that he can talk to <laughs> besides all of the gay teachers that work at the high school <laughs> he doesn't stay very long i feel like they talk no he goes back to college and then starts they go to prom together and then yeah right but he goes back he goes back home or back to college or something because i remember jack finally like realizing he likes him and wants to like actually be with him or whatever and then he drives all the way out to the college the university where he is and then finds him with another guy or he's like talking back to his ex i don't even remember that he's yeah he like gets back with his ex sounds so about right the timeline <laughs> yeah i, I remember jack. the timeline but whatever happens between those two i think jack kind of like he hesitated too long so well, i know I, I I'm pretty sure that he gets his first kiss with Parker, not Parker, Ethan. His oh yeah, Ethan. We just like to call him Parker. I know. Like I what like he... to call Nikki Kendra. Kendra. <laughs> we call them by their Buffy characters. By their Buffy names because Buffy birth. And they were on <laughs> and they were on Dawson's Creek longer than Buffy. That's the funny part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes Parker. No, no. You're bad. <laughs> I always remember that episode. He was so mean to her, and she went to go talk to him. Like, he was so mean he to her. Off. Yeah, she's like, "But we had sex." Like, and that's not how. Oh my god, we can't talk about Buffy. <laughs> We're getting into Buffy. I know. Well, it was hard for her too because she, um, she just went through all that like trauma with Angel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she slept with him. He went evil. You know, lesson she, she learned. Again. The lesson she learned was. <laughs> yeah, every guy you have sex with is just a horrible person. Well, until she kind of met and Riley. Riley. <laughs> oh, Riley. Um, oh, Riley. Anyway, let's. I would have sex with Riley. <laughs> I would have sex with Riley in a heartbeat. But he was so boring. Mm. He was so boring. Yeah, he was um, boring. But I, I always. I like the vampires so of the of her of her uh, her list of male partners i like the vampires the best so it was always you know so funny um justin i thought last night he was watching angel but 
it, he wasn't. I came into the bedroom and it was playing and it was like the first season Angel. And I go, why are you watching Angel? And he goes, I'm not watching the shit. I go, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> That's so rude. I said, this and Buffy the Vampire Slayer are two of the like most respected TV shows in the history of TV. And he was like, I don't watch Talk this about cult classics, man. Come on. Yeah. And then I said, oh, please, you're going to say that, but you watched Quantum Leap as your favorite TV show? Like, he always talks about Quantum Leap. And I go, you can't even, I- like, say that if Quantum Leap is your favorite TV show. <laughs> Quantum Leap so, is that bad. We got into, like, I did a, uh, a debate. <laughs> I didn't really get in the quant. I feel like I it's like on my watch list somewhere. I watched an episode or two, but <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to Dawson's Creek. Whatever. We're almost we're almost back done. to the back to <laughs> back to our regularly regularly programmed back program. back to this back to the shit show of an episode that we're doing. Today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Lena um, seems to be enjoying it. She's asleep. <laughs> like she's like they're boring me. <laughs> so we see Dawson walking onto the train and we see Nikki sitting there and they start um she like calls out to him and they start talking and bonding over being kids of divorced parents and we find out that Nikki is going to Cape Side to live with her father Principal Green <gasps> and they're both shocked he's like Principal Green's your father and she goes you go to Cape Side did you really like the movie <laughs> <laughs> no so dawson tells her about mr jordan's film class which is like the third teacher to take over this fucking film class and um he says you know it's tough to get into but he might be able to like help her get in and she goes i'm already in um me and mr jordan have been emailing each other because um of i don't know why she says they've been emailing each other and she goes I don't know if that's allowed or whatever, but I'm in the film class. And he and he sort of looks like you're in the film class. <laughs> I mean, her father's the principal, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. so then she says, you can handle a little friendly competition, can't you? And he's like, here we go. So now we see Jack talking with the stranger, <laughs> Parker. And he tells Jack that he's on his way back to Cape Side because he's going through a breakup. He says... I see him every day <laughs> and Jack stops mid sip and the guy laughs and he says, did I slip through your gaydar? I'm the straightest gay guy. They know it's <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? And uh, he says, what about you? Can people tell right away? And Jack asks how he could tell. And he says, is it that obvious? And the guy says, yeah, actually not in a raging queen kind of way, but more like a babe in the woods newbie way. And Jack's like, newbie. And the guy says, any sweet, inexperienced young man destined for a broken heart. So then Jack says, you make it sound so inviting. So the guy says, most guys are clueless. You'll see. So they introduce themselves. And <laughs> Jack has a fucking coughing fit before he's, he says his whole name. He goes, he's like, <coughs> Jack, Jack McPhee. And we find out that the guy's name is Ethan. So now we're with Joey and AJ at the train station. And he says, I hope I didn't keep you up all night. And she says, he talked about Ulysses for eight hours. Oh my God. If somebody talked to me about that for eight hours, I would definitely fall asleep. I remember when I met Justin. It's definitely not a topic that I'd like. (laughs) Oh, like talk about like your favorite fucking movies. I remember Justin tried to talk to me one time about something that he wrote in college when we first started like seeing each other. And I was like, 
what the fuck is he talking about? I was like, I don't want to read this. Like he wanted me to read it. And it was like 10 pages of something. And I said, I'm not going to read this. I said, don't you have like copy? Don't you have a copy of it? And he like emailed to me. I'll read it on my own time. I was like, I'll sit here and read it. It was so weird. <laughs> I still don't even know what it was. <laughs> But I remember he was like showing me this thing that he wrote. And I said, what are you, what am I looking at? So weird. I think the only thing that I have exciting is there is a, I think my mom might have it. I wrote a poem once in elementary school. Of course you And asked. a book. <laughs> um, I was, so in elementary school, I guess my reading and spelling and stuff wasn't like at everybody else's level. Because I remember taking like these more private tutoring classes with like small group kids as opposed to like a classroom setting. Um, and one of them, we actually like wrote a book together with like color made pages. My mom, I think has like a copy of it. I hope she still does. And then one of them was made into like a hardback for our, our school library. So it's just oh, wow. still be in there. It's really funny. Yeah. So I don't have any of that stuff though. My mom probably does, but for stuff that I do have, the only thing that's like kind of exciting is the aspect magazine from my high school because my photo because I was in photography, uh, made the cover of our like art magazine for school. And I have a copy of that. Oh, that's cool. And that's probably the most exciting thing. <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> the most exciting thing that happened to me in my high school career. <laughs> in college, I went to Delaware County. I went to a community college because <laughs> I was poor. And I didn't know what I wanted so to do in my life. Um, I was in a journalism <laughs> class. And my professor was, she like really liked how I she, she was like, you, you could totally be a reporter, Stephen. Like, she kept telling me this. And I had no interest in it. Like, we had to learn how to write columns and, like, articles and stuff for papers. And she, <laughs> she even would say to me, like, because she worked for the Daily Times, which is a, you know, the Daily Times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, if you ever want to, like, uh, like intern and just see how it works, like, like, I'll always help you or whatever. But I just, I said, look, I just don't think this is something that I would want to do. I just, I'm really into just creative writing and that type of thing. But we had uh, like, you know what the onion is? It's like a, um, like in regards to writing. Yeah. Well, it's a website. It's like a satire. Oh, it's like a joke website. They like make fun of like current events and stuff or like anything in general. Uh So our school had a newspaper just kind of like that. Right. And I wrote, uh, a funny article about that. Um, a funny article and that that was printed in it. And I have a copy of that still. But it was about how like Uggs were like so big back then. And I wrote how like um, ski shoes, you know, like those those yeah. ski shoes that look like they're tennis rackets and they're just on your. Yeah. I wrote how those yep. are like bigger than Uggs now and how like everybody's like trying to <laughs> like, get a pair. <laughs> That's pretty much, you know, the biggest thing that ever happened to me. But that's it. All right. I wrote a poem about cat dogs. <laughs> we're both <laughs> we're, we're both so accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a haiku or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was small. Wait, what is what is a haiku again? Is it five? Five seven five. Oh wait. I'm trying to think of what it could have been. Cat dog is my life. Yeah, I don't have it. If your mom ever finds it, you have to get it so you can read it on here. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's in a box somewhere. She's got all of her stuff together. And I'll read my stuff story. that I've made. I'll read my story about the the kid with diabetes, <laughs> the soccer star with diabetes. <laughs> um, so AJ apologizes 
to Joey and he says, it's hard getting that teaching assistant stuff out of your brain. And he asks her what she's passionate about. And she says, I don't know. And I was like, you don't know. You were like a fucking like painter last year. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like she loved drawing and art. changing her mind. Yeah. It's well, really interesting how she goes from an artist to writing. Like she goes into like editing or something. Oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I was just like, Joey, how do you not remember what you were so into? Like, you you broke up with your boyfriend because you wanted to find yourself and you were like drawing. You were into art, like so weird because she literally says to him, I have no idea. I wish I did. <laughs> um, she tells him that the past couple of years have uh, revolved around a boy and he asks if they're still together and she says no. So he asks her if she knows what a manifold is and he tries to explain it. And it was such a waste of dialogue. Um, I was like, I, you know, he said manifold. And I was like, an exhaust manifold? Like, I'm thinking about cars. <laughs> I, didn't even, I think that's I the thing, right? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, it is. I was thinking it's a, <laughs> yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a real thing. I don't know anything, but I know some things. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he basically tells her that the way something appears from afar might be quite different from the way it appears to your nearsighted eye. And I wrote, like a Monet? Remember in Clueless? And she was like, from far away, it's like really nice, but up close, it's just a big old mess. <laughs> that's that's not the exact dialogue, but that's what I always. No, say. but we get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were delayed there. I know. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was good, Jamie. My my cheesy jokes. <laughs> Yeah, you're coming back to us, Jamie. This must mean the COVID must be leaving your body. Well, of all the snot tissues everywhere, I should fucking hope so. It's leaving you via your nose. <laughs> Through my nostrils. Oh, my God. Um, so she, sa- she says, so to figure things out, I should give myself some distance. And he says, take your face out of the eye book. And he asks her if it would be okay to phone her sometime. And she says... It wouldn't suck. So uh, neither one of them. At least you didn't say, can I page you? I know. Can I phone you? Can I phone you sometime? (laughs) Who says that though? Do you mind if I phone you sometime? (laughs) Do you mind? Can I call you sometime? Can I give you a ring? (laughs) I know. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Now it's like, can I snap you? Can I, can I, uh, IG you? Let me, let me slide into them DMs, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Let me slide into the DMs. (laughs) It's so the dialogue. You want to slide where? In a what? (laughs) She's like, sir, this is 1999. I don't have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) What year are you from? Where is the DeLorean? That coat is fire. Oh, that that donut be (laughs) busting. That coffee be (laughs) busting. He starts saying all this dumb TikTok dialogue. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what was the new one that just came out? It had to do with lying. Oh, God. So stupid. I have no idea. It's, it's like, instead of no lie, it was like, no. And it was something stupid. Like, if I heard it, I would know what it is. But I can't, I'll, like, think of it off the top of my head because it's not in my vocabulary. As soon as I go on TikTok, it'll probably be the first fucking thing that pops up. Probably because it's listening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. Listening. I should check. I'm going to check. Hold on. It probably is, Jamie. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't come up. I it it made me a liar. 
So yeah, Joey's like, it wouldn't suck. And neither one of them have paper. So Joey uh, writes her phone number down on his, his hand. Um, so as Joey's getting on the train, we see Dawson and Nikki walk by the open cabin and he introduces Nikki to Joey. Joey turns around and looks at AJ and he waves and the camera cuts to Dawson and he sees AJ and he's like, who's this guy? Yeah, he's so confused. He's like, how does she have time to meet a guy? (laughs) He actually asks her who it is and she goes, my roommate. And then Dawson looks at AJ one more time. Now we're uh, in our final scene. We cut to Dawson and Joey laying in his bed and Joey's got her her fucking shoes on laying in his bed, which I can't stand. I hate that. Yeah, I noticed that too. That bothered me. I'm like, "Uh, why? No, no shoes on in the bed. No, it's so rude. No, put some Um, socks on. He says to her, is it just me or does the prospect of college suddenly loom a lot larger? And she says, I know what you mean. Is it the light at the end of the tunnel or an oncoming semi? And Dawson says, or is it both? So then Joey says, it's something we're going to have to get used to. And Dawson says, have you ever had one of those moments where the world just snuck up and completely blindsided you? And I was like, yeah, Dawson, it has. (laughs) I've way too many of those experiences. He says that he's been thinking about a career in fast food. Oh, this is what we were talking about earlier. Like, really, Uh Dawson? He's like, welcome to Taco Bell. They've completely skipped their outlook on what their future might be, you know? Yeah. Dawson's kind of scared now. Joey's ready to take on the world. Yeah, they're totally, they're total opposites. Um, I was like, shut up, Dawson. No, like, you would never work in Taco Bell. You have, like, loaded parents. Whatever. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Also, First of all, has anybody even seen a Taco Bell in Cape Side? <laughs> no. <laughs> they just have Molly's Market. I have not seen one fast food restaurant in Cape Side. <laughs> no, they have the Ice House, which burned down. <laughs> which was the closest thing to fast food. And, and they've got that, that coffee slash corner store... <laughs> market thing and that's it that's all they have oh and no, there's and, uh, that 7-eleven looking store that they oh got, yeah that, like, when they went store. they went on the um where they got the liquor on the scare episode and yep. then they have the guy who walks around selling ice cream and vending stuff that's about it yeah yeah the little guy with the, the heart the hot dog cart <laughs> <laughs> dawson could do that he could walk on the pier well, there they go sell hot dogs <laughs> So Joey tells him that not everything in life is about winning. You have to find joy in the process. You have to love what it is that you do. And he says, good point. And he asks her what life lessons she stumbled onto this weekend. And she says, college to her has always been about getting out of Cape Side. Now she's thinking it can mean more than that. She says it made her excited. And he calls her a really big geek. And she says, is it just me or does this room seem really small all of a sudden? And he tells her that he was just thinking that it felt safe. So then she sits up and she, with her feet on the bed and she says, or her shoes on the bed. And she says, I'll see you Dawson. And she leaves out the window like old times and end credits. Next episode is called barefoot at Cape Fest. And I don't remember anything about it. So <laughs> that'll be fun to watch. Um, <laughs> me either. But I feel like it might be a beach party. I feel it's a music thing, a music fest. So I don't oh, know. Maybe. Oh, maybe it's been a while. The beach thing already happened. Right. So it's not that one. No, um, I don't know. Um, well, so, I don't want to look it up because I like being excited when I go to turn. It no, on. we're going to be surprised next week when we go to watch it. But uh, so I, I was able to finally look this word up and figure out what it is. So the slang word for lie that everybody's <laughs> been using now is cap. 
Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, no cap. Yeah. I yeah, I've never uh, heard this word before until I saw it on a Facebook post or something, and it had to do with something about our generation and seeing the word no cap, and then watching as they Google it to figure out what it means, which I promptly did because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that, and then another one I heard was they're like out of pocket or something like you're out of pocket don't be out of pocket i think that's what it is what do they mean by that because to me out of pocket is like paying for something of your own money um yeah that's that's what i thought but urban dictionary says to say something too far or someone that acts so goofy that no definition can express girl your dad is so hot me stop that's disgusting girl no i would fuck the shit out of him me never say that again that was just out of pocket <laughs> that's the can't just say that was crossing the line <laughs> like i feel like that's like <laughs> or just say that was so gross don't talk about my dad like that <laughs> right or or really simple let's kick it real old school tmi okay all right well i'm glad we talked about that for 20 minutes <laughs> Do you have any last thoughts on this episode? <laughs> Blow your nose. <laughs> Sorry. I feel getting stuffy again. Um, no, I'm just, I'm already counting down the days where this relationship, you know, kind of gets doomed because within the next couple of episodes, um, Pacey starts to kind of recognize his feelings for Joey. And then, you know, stuff goes south with Joey and college boy. And then Pacey makes his grand gesture. And I'm so excited for it because it's the only one way to shut Joey up from rambling. And that's just a, you know, yes, sir. touch the face. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait. It's my, one of my favorite episodes. I, uh, my last thoughts on this episode were I thought it was good. I like that they were giving Andy more of like a human's uh, storyline. Like she wasn't, she's like, less crazy, more. She's being normal. more like, normal yeah like they're making her more normal like she was before she's not so irritating she's having some good days yeah, yeah she's having some good days and i liked her relationship with fran and i like that we have three characters who all have new relationships coming in to their lives mm-hmm. and um i yep. think it's jen a little bit i i'm starting to realize that jen is probably my favorite character on this show at the moment and um i really missed her presence but um, I was okay without it. it. Like it didn't kill me, but I, I th- would have thought it would have been fun if she was in the mix too. Maybe she like, she met like a boy or something or like she, maybe her and Jack could have experienced that, that situation together. But I think the episodes prior have been so gen heavy that they yeah, were like, they're trying to make for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Jamie, I just want to say, uh, I appreciate you and I appreciate that you were able to record. We had, uh <laughs> we had um some weird issues in the beginning but i'm glad we got through it and still recorded for a good like 17 hours so um yeah and i'm glad that i was able to take your first covid test with you together it was such Thanks, an look at that. thanks for not letting me do that by myself <laughs> <laughs> i'm here for you friends i'm here um it's so stressful. why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram yeah, so my bookstagram is on Instagram at jlynn underscore booklover. Beautiful. So go follow Jamie. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on mm-hmm. Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. You can also click our link tree. And from there, you can join our new Facebook group, send us some feedback, 
at our email at Creek Talk Podcast and rate and review us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're listed everywhere. So go check that out. And um, with that, we appreciate you listening and we hope you all have a great weekend and we'll be back next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Love you guys. (laughs) And that's it. Bye. Talking about Dawson's Creek.